welcome to Business Talks, Mr. Gok. I'm Becca. And I'm Ruthie. And today's title is How to Handle Setbacks in Business. And with us today, we have Aaron Sean Harper. He has had quite a variety of careers in his life, um, including being an NFL athlete and a motivational speaker, and I believe even having a security company. And I'm really interested to hear all about these different things. But thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me, and we're going to have fun today. Let's win. Let's go for it. <laughs> awesome. Okay. I love when we talk with people from the sports world because they're very just like, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about what you do. So I, uh, business-wise, I own American Services and Protection. We're a full-service security firm uh, located in Columbus, Ohio. We've been in business uh I don't know, close to about 20 years now. And that's something that I kind of walked into after I retired from the NFL, playing, you know, offensive line, in particularly college and NFL left tackle. I love to protect. And so this was a natural transition, a natural segue so that I can protect clients and the clients become a quarterback. And uh, I was able to bring over a lot of uh, mindsets and concepts Mm-hmm. that I've learned playing professional sports because at a certain level in business, it's really about winning. And if I could be so bold to say that life is about winning, it's not about success, it's about winning. We are created to win. And I can prove that to you if you dare ask me sometime in this podcast. <laughs> okay. That sounds like a challenge or? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is, it is, it is. Okay. It is. So tell us a little bit about your why. Why do you do what you do? Well, the basis of my why is that I'm a winner and, I, and I'm here to win, not only for myself, but for the people around me. I've been blessed and I've come through a lot of adversity, uh, uh, learning disabilities, stuttering my entire life, graduate, graduated last in my class in academics, uh, being raised in impoverished situations, one of six kids, uh, on the south side of Columbus, Ohio. My mom scrubbed floors for a living. And I got to a certain place in my life, right? Where I'm like, hmm, there were people who helped me. You know, mm-hmm. what about my third grade teacher, Miss Francis? What about my football coaches in college? What about that neighbor down the street? There were a, a few select people, my mother, who really stepped in and were like, you know, you can do it. You know, you can make something great with, you know, your life. And so now I reached a point or I reached a point at one point. And I'm like, wait a second, who is helping the new breed of Sean Harpers? Who's helping the people who are coming along who just need a word of encouragement? who just need a, you know, helping hand or maybe a small check or a large check, you know, where are these people? And they're here and they're around us every single day. Unfortunately, in our society, everyone thinks about themselves and they have a myopic attitude and people are falling by the wayside. That's my why. That's awesome. Okay. So we're going to kind of talk about like the, the setbacks here of business. So give us an example of a time that you've had a setback and how you've overcome that. You know, it's so funny. I was just going through this this morning. I mean, just this morning this happened. Uh, and I was revisiting a major, a major setback in my life uh, with business and my life. Actually, it's about the third or fourth year I was in business. I had my number one officer, my captain, and his son, who was a lieutenant, and another person basically tried to steal my entire company. They stole 
uh, about ooh, about three fourths of all my contracts. And I what? came from maybe yeah, I came from one payroll from going out of business. And it was so hard to see the rejection of one client after another that canceled. Like, why, why are my top clients canceling? What's going on? And then they lied on me to like the state and federal government. So I had audits and then they caused workers comp. I mean, it, it came from everywhere. And I, I promise you, I really, I really wanted to give up. And mm-hmm. so this morning, you know, after I made it through that years later, this morning, I'm sitting down and I, you know, I, I'm just, you know, just thinking, meditating, praying, releasing, loving, you know, and then that pain came back. Like, why is that pain there? And I was able to spend like 20 minutes and just release it and forgive um, and, 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 and just, and just allow that space in my heart to be restored so that I can move on because I was looking at potentially hiring another operations manager. And I've never had an operations manager since then. And I realized Mm -hmm. at that moment, it's because I had trust issues and I allowed the past to destroy my present, which would cripple my future. Hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, there's so many things in that that are just really, really mature in what you're saying. Um, that a lot of younger people probably don't think through. Um, what was maybe the most helpful thing for you during this time of, of facing that setback? What, what really helped you get through? The power of forgiveness. You know, unforgiveness, resentment, and anger is like, is like radiation. You know, it would always destroy the container that it's held in. And so the most top winners, the most successful people I've ever met, regularly, they forgive. In fact, I do a lot of school assemblies. I used to do, I mean, I used to do tons of school assemblies. I still do a lot of them, right? Because I love our youth. And from time to time, a principal or a counselor will invite me in the office and speak to a kid who has quote unquote troubles, you know, they, he's kids trouble, you know, whatever. So I just sit down, let's talk. And what I do is I slowly walk backwards to the point of offense or anger or bitterness towards mom or dad. And once we get to that point, we unravel that, everything else, everything else just, just lines up over, um, I'll say a large percentage of diseases are nestled and rooted in unforgiveness. Hmm. If I could share one thing, it's like, please live, give and forgive. Mm-hmm. Wow. So you're, you've been going and speaking at different school assemblies and you've been um, an NFL player and you've done all these different things. Uh, how is business and like how does that differ from other jobs that you've previously done in your life and um, in terms of how you address setbacks? You know, business as, as an entrepreneur is like swimming in the ocean. Okay. So, so when you work in corporate, it's like, it's like being in a big swimming pool, right? And you know, what's happening, you know, who's causing waves, you know, the water's going to be at a certain temperature every day. You know, that person's going to be there. That person's not going to be there. That person looks horrible in your swimsuit. That person looks great. (laughs) You know, it's Friday. The man's going to come, he's going to clean the pool and you just work your processes, right? Mm -hmm. An entrepreneur, it's like, you're in the ocean. And it's, you know, you got to be able to read waves. You have to be able to read the tide. You have to be able to look at the stars and forecast and check out, okay, you know, it's, 
It's, it's a red sky in the morning. It's going to rain, red sky in the evening. It's great. You know, you have to be able to, to sense so much. You need to know if that person's a dolphin or a shark, they both have fins a half mile away and prepare. And so that skill set you have to develop as an entrepreneur uh, to be able to see what's not seen and hear what's not being said um, is probably the biggest asset you can carry that in your network. Yeah. Well, and that really was the next question I had on my list even too, with how has networking and being around other people been helpful for overcoming setbacks? You know, it helps or maybe you out the opposite. <laughs> it helps you out in three ways. Number one, I believe that your network is turning into your net worth. Okay. Mm. Uh, it, it's, it's so many times there's opportunities or things that I need done that I can pull up a network of people. Hey, I know somebody, Hey, I know this, you know, cause I promise you, you know, going through the actual interview process and trying to find somebody that that is dependable in 2021 is tough. Mm-hmm. Number two, your network motivates you because you are around people who are like-minded, who have the similar struggles and we're all fighting together. And that energy, that synergy that moves back and forth from maybe a competitor or form maybe a rival, using that to help propel you to the next level is awesome. And the flip side of that is that being a business owner, I just can't go to anybody and talk about issues because they might not understand, you know, I can't go to my workers and share that. Right. So, you know, I find people who can understand what it is to, you know, maybe not make payroll or maybe having some cash flow issues. And, you know, and I know that that person understands because they got the same battle scars that I have. That's so huge. Yeah. So in that, the group of people that you're sharing these things with, how important is it to be really real and vulnerable with people to be able to move forward with your, um, with your business? Well, I would hope that, that if you have a person at that level that is in your life and, uh, I would hope that you'll be able to connect with them first. And so my model, my saying is, is that you connect, then you communicate. You connect, then you communicate. And so once that connection has been established, you know, the respect, the trust, the admiration, now you're able to communicate. See, all, all communication is based off of relationship, okay? The way I'm talking to you is not the way I would talk to my amazing wife. The way I talk to my amazing wife, call her sugar baby and everything else is not the way I would talk to my, you know, 19 year old son. And the way I talk to my 19 year old son is not the way I would talk to the president of the United States. Once, once the, the relationship is established, then the communication ensues. And so you have to be able to connect and have that trust. And once that happens, now you can communicate. Mm, yeah. That's, that's good advice when talking about your business too, because when you don't have somebody, if you give information to the wrong person, it can really be detrimental in so many ways. Um, One of the questions I was thinking about as you're talking about that, as you're saying, you know, you've had so many people in life being encouragement to you. What's some of the best advice you've received when you've been feeling uh, discouraged about your business? (laughs) Well, some of the best advice that I have received in reference to my business when I'm feeling upset about my business is that everybody goes through this. 
These are growing pains. And whenever you're growing and you're growing out of your old self, you're going to experience growing pains. And to take comfort in that, that we all went through this process. And the people who make it are the people who go through the process and they don't get stuck in the process. And so that right there is just, man, it was just, wow. It's just, it's basically, it was, you know, take comfort in that. And then when you go to like the internet and you look at things like Google and you realize that the average, uh, the average millionaire has filed for bankruptcy 3.2 times. Like, wow. Hmm. And that's like front page of Google. It's like, you know what? We do fall. We do fail. We just fell forward and keep going. Yeah. So in, in that, as you've been learning and, and learning about like how to help other people and everything, what um, books have you read throughout your life that have been really helpful in motivating you and in pushing you forward? Well, first and foremost, I like as much, it's not as much as I should, but I read the Bible. Okay. Mm-hmm. Whether it's, whether you see it as a religious book or just a book of great morals and values, it's some great points Okay, because I've learned a lot of spiritual laws from that book. Secularized, I read books like Think and Grow Rich, One, Min- One Minute Millionaire, Psycho-Cybernetics. I'm really big in manifestation, I'm really big in, in, in it's not what you do that makes you successful as much as who you are. Okay, it's like you have to manifest that and then that influences your thoughts. And when you move from your self-concept, then you move in authenticity. And once you move in authenticity and absolute leadership is not as bad because before they buy into your project, they buy into you. And when you're moving with that agreement within yourself, a lot of things come easy and the spiritual realm or the universe responds to agreement. It responds to, um, uh, hey, I am all in on what I'm saying. And once you have that, if there's indecision in your decision, then it doesn't happen. You've got all these quick little quips there. Mm. (laughs) They're so good. Mm. (laughs) Quotable quotes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what are some um, helpful self-care habits? I know you talked about a little of them in, in just in our conversation, but what would you recommend for other people to keep their mind from becoming negative um, in, in the face of different setbacks? Wow. So you have to, wow. You know what? First thing is you have to be conscious of what's happening. About 80, 80 to 90% of all communication is nonverbal. This, there is a subconscious, uh, a network operating. It's like a program. The program is what you see, but there's a lot of things working behind the screen that's making the stuff pop up on the screen. You have to be conscious of what's happening behind the scenes as much as possible. And what I would encourage your audience to focus on is the media. Focus on the media and social media and what it's saying and what it's not saying to you. Like be cognizant of the fact when you drive down the street, McDonald's, Wendy's, Burger King have um, maybe um, rallies. Have you noticed they all have the same colors? Hmm. Why is that? Because those two colors trigger hunger and they're direct competitors, but they understand the subconscious over top of the conscious. And they're going to keep those same colors because those colors trigger hunger. And there's a lot of things that are the same. No matter what city you go to, the fire truck is usually red, maybe yellow. And the siren is definitely red. And the police, they have red and they have blue. Why is that? How come they don't have like a, you know, a yellow police sign? Because they realize subconsciously, you know, 
is that these are triggers. Mm-hmm. Now think about that for a second. If they spent all that money, direct competitors, and they're going to do that. And you need to pay attention to your own subconscious. You need to pay attention and to become awoke to you, mm-hmm. to you. And then you take authority over that. So, you know what? I'm not going to play that song. I'm not going to watch that on TV. I'm not going to listen to that crap because once it gets into your subconscious and you speak it, then you begin to manifest. And if you put emotion behind what you speak, you're going to manifest it that much faster. Yeah. So having kind of like in tying in with what you're saying in this mind body connection and like speaking yeah. things out and how that affects you, like um, I'm sure you've memorized a ton of things with uh, being involved in, in football and, and all these different plays that you've learned. Um, so how does that, what things have you kind of internalized and really tried to uh, like processes or thing, rhythms that you've set in your life that those are like um, things that you've committed to, like what specifically can people be doing today that would benefit them? Sure. Well, first, first, first and foremost, you know, when I say things like I'm a winner, that is so important because all actions stem from thoughts. Your thoughts come from your beliefs, but your belief is nestled in your self-concept. I am a winner. So now guess what? There's no room for I'm stupid. There's no room for I'm a failure. There's no room for I'm ugly. There's no room for, you know, I'm great. All that's done because you can never grow past your name. So first and foremost, you got to take authority over your name. Every movie starts with a name. Then from the name comes the script. Then from the script comes the cast. And then from the cast comes action. So start with the name. Start with your name. What is your name? I'll tell you a quick story. And um, I, I believe it was Alexander the Great, okay? And he just conquered some country. And they had this huge banquet. And they bring out all the traitors. Because, you know, everyone doesn't want to fight. Some people run, right? And they bring out all the people who ran. And then they kill them, right? They kill them. It just, this is horrible, right? It just, it's not a politically correct story. Just bear with me. And they kill them. And they got this little young kid, like 12, 13 years old. And, and I think it was Alexander. He was sitting there. And he said, what is your name? And the kid said, my name is Alexander. And he got... Alexander the Great got so upset, he jumped, he said, what? And he ran over to the kid, he said, what is your name? He said, my name is Alexander. He said, no, you are a coward. You ran in battle. There's no way. What is your name? He said, sir, my name is Alexander. And Alexander looked at him and said, you have, you have a choice. Change your character or change your name. And so the first thing you have to do is that you have to change your name. And the next thing you have to do is you've got to write your script, which means that every day, okay, I speak, my wife and I, we speak six or seven things that are going to happen. We don't have a vision board. We have a script board. And, and, we, and, and we say it together with emotion. You don't know how powerful this is. And you speak it and you speak your life. You speak your destiny every day. So when you do that, how do you have accountability put into that for, um, as you're saying, these are the things that I want to accomplish. These are my goals. And you're speaking that what, what is it because you have your wife that you're doing it with that you guys then keep one another accountable in that? Or how do you remember those things? and follow the Things that, that I speak, I don't need accountability for. This is not goals. Okay. This so is, they're different. 
yes, this is what is. I'm about to, you know, this is what is. Like I speak all over the country. And just this morning, we spoke a number, you know, a financial number of what's going to come in from my speaking engagements every month. Now, it's up to the spirit to make that happen. But what I can't do, I got to do two things. Number one is recognizing it, is to recognize when it happens and the process in which it's happening. And number two, you got to create capacity for it, which is another spiritual law, creating capacity for that. So I looked at my wife this morning. I'm like, look, do you know what this means? When we're out there, I'm going to be gone, you know, six or seven times a month. And she's like, okay. I was kind of concerned about that, but she was like, okay. I'm like, yeah. So it's like, boom, then there it is. We're in agreement. Now I've created capacity for that to happen. Yeah. So you've, you've said so many different things that I think people can draw value from. Um, could you go ahead and, and tell our listeners where they can find yeah. you? So my website is seanharper.org. Okay. And I'm, and if I'm not mistaken, you should say that this was a younger crowd. So, you know, my gram, my Instagram is Sean Harper, S-H-A-W-N-H-A-R-P-E-R speaker, Sean Harper speaker, got tons of videos up there uh, for any people a little older. It's winning by design on Facebook. Now I got some for you guys, right? If you go to Sean Harper, S-H-A-W-N-H-A-R-P-E-R dot C-O. You can get a free copy of my book, Winning um, the Winner's Edge. It's a great book, talks about the laws, how to implement them. It's a powerful book and you can get that for free. No problem. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for that too. We'll definitely link that in the blog post. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. Yeah. So we're going to transition now into our sister rock portion. Ruthie is going to share a story with us um, that she has, and I don't even know what it is. So (laughs) I'll be surprised. (laughs) It was just something that I've been thinking about because I am a ginger and I have very fair skin and um, I get sunburned every single year. It's like really bad. And so my mom, um, all growing up was always trying to get me to wear these hats. And Becca and I were just talking the other day and I guess I'd never really thought about this before, but I hate wearing hats now. And so then I was thinking about, because every time my mom tried to put a hat on me, it was this emotionally traumatic experience because (laughs) she'd give me these like bucket hats with a duck on them, (laughs) like just something just like really embarrassing looking. (laughs) And then she was like, you have to wear it. You have to wear it. You're going to get skin cancer. As we're like at like a music festival or something, it's like very attractive. Where people (laughs) would see me. And and so then now, because I was going to, I was going to the lawn and I was looking for a hat and I just had this like weird reaction to like ah I I I just don't want to wear that. (laughs) Wow. "Ah, It was funny. (laughs) But for the record, I mean she did it out of love. So it wasn't like she was trying to embarrass me, but it was like (laughs) (laughs) invest in something I liked. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. So I, I, what I got from that conversation, cause I remember she mentioned to this, this to me the other day, she was like, you know, I finally came to terms with the fact that I just will never tan. <laughs> like, I just need to get that in my head and wear the sunscreen. <laughs> yeah. Two years ago that I finally came to that conclusion and was like, all right, this is just not happening. It's not worth the wicked sunburn. <laughs> Yeah, well, Sean, we we just thank you so much for being with us today. We really enjoyed having you and hearing a lot about um, the things that you've overcome in life and and just 
the fact that you've had a business for 20 years, wow, that's that's a yeah. long time. Something to be really encouraged by, for sure. Thank you so much. And hey, listen to this because you know we're dealing about adversity. Is you know you will you will get knocked down, but if um, when you get knocked down, if you can look up, you, you can get up. That's what we do. Yeah. Well, if you guys enjoyed this episode or if you're looking to follow Sean, definitely check his uh, profiles out. Um, If you like the episode, you can give us a review on Apple Podcasts and we will see you next week.